Warning, the following program contains disturbing material that might be inappropriate for younger listeners. Parental discretion is advised. This episode of Bez Video Kingdom is brought to you by The Gap. Hey, psst, you. Yeah, you. You heading into that luxury boutique. You really think those clothes are going to make a difference? Bro, you know pants in there cost like $260 for one pair. You aren't going to have any money left for fireball shots at the bar. And without the fireball shots, you definitely aren't getting laid. Get the fuck out of that store and bounce on over to your friendly neighborhood Gap. We got clothes that will make you look perfectly acceptable on your schlubby body. And you'll save plenty of money so you can spend it on cheap booze and some extra mozzarella sticks at the Applebee's. That worn out 50 year old divorcee will swoon when she's had her seventh <laughs> peach margarita and sees those lovely pleated khakis you are rocking. So swing on by today to see our amazing line of perfectly acceptable clothes that will make you look at least one level above frumpy. Because trust us, you're not better than the Gap. <laughs> it's the pleats. It's the pleats. <laughs> I'm not better than the Gap. What did you call the divorcee? <laughs> a 50 year old no he said some vagative I said that worn out 50 year old did you just say vagative <laughs> yes What's up, Bev's Video Kingdom? We are back, and we are talking about the 2011 romantic comedy Crazy Stupid Love starring none other than Michael, I mean, Steve Carell. Who are you? Michael Sierra? <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. Oh, Michael Scott. I'm a, that, that's the office, bro. I'm all office all the time. Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, and a bunch of other great role players. This is my pick. I am Nate. Before we get too far, know. before we get too far, this is Zach. By the way, I want Nate to explain the way that he puts himself to bed every night because it's very topically topical to this movie. Yeah, so so I actually bounce back and forth. So I, I, I'm a, since I was a teenager, I had to fall asleep to television shows. You've like conditioned yourself not yeah. to be able to no, fall no, asleep. Like I was probably 11 or 12, and I started putting TV shows on, and I like I couldn't turn my brain off, so I put on, but I had to put stuff on that I had seen. So I wasn't like trying to consume it, but right. it had to be like distracting. Yeah. So I no joke. I'm, this is not an exaggeration. I, I would put on the episode of Seinfeld where they go to the Hamptons and they're like, there's all the weird, like baby stuff and the, the same shit. episode. I, I watched that. I put that episode on every night for bed for like three years when I was in high school. Dude, I no shit. And we don't even know if we've, we've ever never talked, talked about, about this, this. I don't but, um, in our household, we, we, in my child, we grew up with the same thing. Going going to bed with TV and then really? I've broken that since as far as being able to go to sleep without TV. But I would do the exact same thing. I would turn on if that I show where you, was yours when you were young. It did. It just depend. I would turn sometimes it was whatever a, your it was, Sometimes were it was a movie. Sometimes <laughs> it was most of the time it was a movie. I would just put on that you'd seen multiple times, knowing you're gonna, gonna go. To, you're knowing you're gonna go to sleep to it. And me and my my friend Dave, who we became great friends in college. We had that in common. It's weird that we've never talked about this because me, Nikki, and, and I have been working out together for years and yeah. talking movies, and I've never heard you say that. And because of that, I would wake up in the middle of the night. You wake up to the DVD menu 
and then you come to and then you come to learn what the most annoying and most psychotically annoying uh, DVD menus are out there, and sometimes you're too fucking tired to turn it off, and so you sit there and you just subliminally and you, listen to it. Sometimes you turn it off, sometimes you don't. Okay, no no bullshit. There is a website out there that is called I fell asleep during at a movie or during a DVD dot com. Okay. And it's just a home screen. If it still exists, I do not know. But I've checked periodically for the last 15 years. And uh, maybe the last time I checked was five years ago or so. Home screen. It's, it's basically an image of a dark living room with a little TV. It's like illustrated. The TV is an actual... It's basically you select DVD menus. <laughs> and it plays the menu it's music if, over and over And it just plays again. the menu, the menu music. <laughs> and it's like on the little coffee table for, for, is a little like, little like, little bit of weed and like a few beer <laughs> bottles. And it's just the DVD menu. It's for I people, swear it's to God. for people like Nick who's, who've been just fucked themselves up as children and they just have all they But have, I made it out okay. Like I'm okay. <laughs> like my name is walk. Nick and you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, a habitual, habitual, recovering, habitual DVD watcher. Yeah, well, see, that's, you know what? It's I, hilarious because I, I really thought that that was a strange thing because I know in uh, one of my buddies when he was in college uh, down at UCSB, he would go to sleep every night watching Armageddon. And that was his jam, and he watched it like every just, single night. Hey, you got just, all the things you need to go to sleep. The can't best fall though is that he, he would have like a roommate who's who sometimes you know was getting laid and stuff, and he, <laughs> Armageddon would just, just be on Ben Affleck and live live Tyler on the oh, fucking blanket. Their room was just decked <laughs> out with animal crackers. I've got two thoughts on that. On a jet plane that has two things you need to fall asleep: one, live Tyler; two, a terrible movie. But B, like, what about that roommate coming in with chicks in the middle of the night and Ben Affleck? just like trying to drill into a fucking asteroid and he's like oh that's just my roommate don't worry do about it. it i promise have faith in me uh, he won't wake up a real negative externality that is the roommate now cannot come unless <laughs> unless affleck's screaming cannot, about something cannot get erect with ben, without ben affleck it's just the a thing i got baby you know it's it well, a college well, thing well since we went down this road immediately so we're not we are we are eventually going to talk about the movie but i'm going to call brad out here since we talked about <laughs> two of the four of us brad goes to sleep with some so i've, I've slept in a room with brad a lot of times uh and brad insists on putting on this weird like fucking like what kind of how would you describe the music brad that you like to listen to when you go to sleep because i mr bungle I no, truly no no hate no it. i i it's just I like hate it. it's just no, sound, no, it's, it's like weird sounds and shit no no no. it's just it's just like basically like ambient music it's yeah, just fucking it's, weird it's sounds. just like calm soothing it's, like it, relaxing it's like it's like the kind of shit you would get in like a low budget massage part sex and drugs and house yeah <laughs> yeah no it's just it's super just it's something that it's, it's kind of you don't really think about it, but it's soothing and yeah, you go to it's sleep. terrible. So, so I, 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 back to the original question, the reason I brought it, I'll up. tell you, it's way better than his snoring. <laughs> <laughs> That's only when you stay the night. Man. I do snore a lot. Um, the, the, so the original question, so I've now evolved. I, I, my wife is awesome and she would totally let me just put whatever I want on the TV and sleep right through it. Maybe she's just a great sleeper, but, um, so, but I, I have some respect. So I, I, I wear an AirPod, one AirPod in my ear every night when I go to sleep and I bounce back and forth. So I'll go months where I'll listen to episodes of the office and I just put on whatever episode and then I'll go months where I switch over and I listen to episodes of the, of the league. So now, I can, do you, I, do you realize at some point, like during the episode that you normally fall asleep, is that usually five minutes or is it just like, I, you listen to the whole no, thing? Honestly, or? I think it's like at this point, it's almost like, it's more the idea of it being on than it is the thing. Cause I'll fall asleep almost instantly. 
And then when I wake up in the night, if I wake up, which I do frequently now with my friggin' toddler, I, uh, I will put it back in to go back to sleep. I mean, it's it's a whole problem. I'm not recovered, Nick. Just to that, be clear, I'm wild. not in recovery. It's, it's I'm full, I'm fully deep in it at this point. You gotta just take it slow, bud. <laughs> I feel like I've <laughs> been steps. falling asleep wrong for years. Like I'm doing this shit wrong. Do you uh, just go silence? You just oh, what I do is I just let my ADD go wild and I just <laughs> lay down on the pillow and just sit there for three hours thinking about shit until See, I that's finally what the fall asleep. Music does. That's what the ambient and, and music does. That's what the league does, bro. But dude, you, gotta, uh, you start watching the league. Ambient Apparently. music. I gotta do the something. League, ambient music. Nikki just showed me his, his weird website. There, it the exists. One that, the one that oh. has the DVD menu. All right. So, all right. <laughs> so here funny. we go. We're back to crazy, to, to, to crazy stuff. Are we doing about. a movie podcast? Oh, yeah. Are we? We could just, no, we, why don't we just talk about the, our sleeping habits? I like an that. hour and a half. And <laughs> I like call it a day. How many times do you guys wake up and pee at <laughs> There were years where I did it for, I was like, I was a problem. I was like, do I have like a prostate issue? But now it's kind of down to one, but it's a long pee. I don't ever get up in the middle of the night to pee, but when I do get up, oh, it's a, it's a fucking, it's it, an emergency. It's, it's like a Tom Hanks, day. but it's a like every them. morning by like 7 a.m. I have to pee so fucking bad. Like a, pit, it's, a piss of their own is what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a movie pop for you. Okay, folks. let's get back on the movie. Crazy Stupid Love, 2011. So this is our first, I think this is the first one that would classify on, on Best Video Kingdom as a rom-com. Is I don't I think so. It's 100% a rom-com, right? No, I know, yeah, but, no, I'm but saying it's the have first we not done, done a rom-com yet? And so I want to uh, talk. So, so I'm a rom-com guy. Like I, I, and this is not my number one rom-com. If I'm going to like truly go number one, it's basically anything with Hugh Grant and then Harry, God. Notting Hill, Love Actually, uh, Harry, and then and that's how your did, go-to. How, how did we not? Yeah. How did we not oh, pick oh, Hugh yeah. Grant? Yeah. How did we not pick Hugh Grant in the hottest? Uh, oh, that hasn't happened. He's yet. British. Sorry, guys. He's British. Oh. So, so anyway, so 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 I, I like me some Notting Hill. I like me some Love Actually. I really love when Harry met Sally. So I like a I like a lot of rom coms, and we'll we'll definitely get to more of those on the pod here. But Crazy Stupid Love is like for the modern day one. It has like a few special things about it, and so for me, the the reason I picked it um, is because I think that it, I, I really love the main. Like it's not totally straight ahead. So there's some different things in it. What year did it come out, Nate? 2011. Okay. Okay. And, and, and it's by far not a perfect movie. It's not necessarily my favorite, but I love that even though there's the main story, which is like this, this, you know, Steve Carell's character, Cal, you know, initially, you know, separating from his wife, which, you know, they're kind of like in that middle age where you kind of not quite our age, but similar, you know, close to the age that we are now. Um, and so it kind of has that element of like, you know, struggling love. Right. But then there's this like, many tiers of love, right? There's the, the, the son that loves the babysitter, right. the babysitter that loves the, the, the uh, Cal. And then the, 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 what we don't know originally is the daughter, uh, and, and the smooth, you know, bar fly, uh, Gosling, David Lindhagen, obviously being Lynn into the Hagen, which I want to talk about. So it's Lynn Hagen. <laughs> so there's all these, or which one is it? Is it Hagen or Hagen? It's hot. Hagen. He he says it's Hagen. Oh, I think right. so. You I have commentary. Bacon. Is it bacon or backin? I have commentary on this name. So it's back for bacon. me, <laughs> one of the things that I love, and, <laughs> I, and I don't know if I would say like I, I guess I would say that I'm a romantic in the sense that like you're I, definitely a romantic. I'm a romantic. Yes, like I, I'm drawn to like love and love dynamics. But I would say that that's one of the things that, especially as I've gotten older, that like I'm not just drawn to the sort of like very the caricature version of it like i really like the sort of different 
iterations and different dynamics of like romantic situations and romantic dynamics. So like I've said before on this pod, one of the things that I tend to be like oddly and sort of like masochistically drawn to is unrequited love, which there isn't quite, you know, there's some of that here, but the but sun, right? I mean, the sun. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's an element of that. So I, I really love the fact that this movie isn't just like the sort of boilerplate straight ahead version of romantic comedy. It gives you kind of different angles on it. So that's cool. But I'm going to shut up for a second. I want to hear what you guys have to say, because I really don't have a good feel for, for how, how you guys like this movie. Well, uh, this is Nick, by the way. I I've always liked this movie. Um, I actually I feel like it ranks pretty high um, in my list of uh, rom coms that I enjoy watching. <laughs> the dynamic between Gosling and Carell um, is great, and I, they didn't do anything together. I don't think after you know before or since. I think that's the only one. They I think done. it's the only one. Um, oh no, that's not true. In fact, they're in uh, they're in uh, the Big Short together. Oh, and there we go. It's, and it's a great, like and they actually great, have funny different characters in that one. Yeah. Good call. So they have uh, their, their chemistry together on screen, I think is, is great. I love, I'm a big Emma Stone fan. Yeah, she's awesome. Big Emma Stone fan. And this is before La La Land, you know, and this is probably at the start of, was this before, this was after Superbad. Oh, yeah. Definitely after Superbad. A little bit after Superbad. It might have been before Easy A. I'm not Super sure. Superbad was like 2005 or something. Okay. So this is on that, that, that basically that Oscar, you know, truck that she was on, on the, on the way to La La Land and Gosling. Again, I'm sure, I'm sure this movie, I would guess this movie had something to do with their charisma because not For only sure. does Carell and Gosling, do they have charisma, but Emma Stone and, 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 uh, Gosling obviously have great on on screen charisma um, as so, being a romantic couple. Um, what's do you that? think? I'll, I'll ask you. Just made me think of something. Do you think that just Carell and Emma Stone are just such like just magnetic characters and actors that like it really has nothing to do with Gosling? And it's just like they can do that with anybody. I don't know. I I almost feel like that. I you know that's a good point. I would I would say. If uh, if it was the other, you know, one way or the other, I'd probably say that it was yeah, the two of them versus because I I like Ryan Gosling, but yeah. I don't feel like he's like uh, super. He's he doesn't have that thing that both of those two people have. But which makes this movie so great is because it's it's the balance, right? It's the cocktail right. of Agreed. the three, Agreed. and and Gosling fits in perfectly. It's like so far removed from anything regarding the Notebook, right? And he's like he's yeah. polished. Obviously, he's. Uh, He's done some done some crunches and uh, <laughs> probably a couple and uh, keto, bro. He's on that keto diet. He has he has an 80, 86 pack. What I like about <laughs> romantic comedies is they are a a window into the music, right? The, and even if it's like the pop culture, the pop hits that are going on at the time, but this one takes a little bit of. Uh, and I was trying actually to search the last song of the movie. I'll do that a lot. You know what I mean? The one that finishes it off. And it's a great one. It's a great one. I've heard the one that goes into the credits. I don't know if they've spliced two songs together. A lot of deep cuts in this one, but a great soundtrack. I agree. And so, um, and I think that they made an effort to not get all the, the number one top 10 VH1 hits, right? So they took an effort to make it, I think the movie is a different approach to a rom-com in 2011. And the music that they accompanied wasn't, um, I don't know. You just I drop a like, VH1 reference? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is that still a channel? I'm sure it is. My wife knows that we had the subtitles on on that last scene with that with that song, and the song's talking about like cancer and like, it like, like some, a some very sad, Zach. like depressing. I really stuff. liked the music in this movie, and yeah. it was like just the the lyrics. I guess didn't necessarily match up very well with like the the scene, but 
That's, you have to dive but, deep. But musically, it did. I don't know about musically, lyrically. yes, but lyrically, I guess it just we like watching subtitles, <laughs> all of our movies. So, anyways, I, I'm a big fan of it. Love the chemistry between multiple actors, and then the music actually helps. Um, helps like any good rom com. I feel like helps like ram, ram the story home, and because it doesn't end necessarily completely tied up in a bow, but just enough makes you feel good enough at the end. And I and I and I dug that. I did leave it too wide open. It wasn't too dark, and it wasn't too light. So oh, I, I like that. So Brad, I'm dying to know all bro, Brad, what you think, Brad, because Brad is he, he's definitely the one that's the most adverse to the rom com and the romance. And I and occasionally I'll hear Brad make a comment like, "There's just too much. It's too, too emotional." You know, like like a movie, just like too. Oh much, no no no! Before he says I, I don't, though, don't no, say no, no, no. it. I want to guess because I think Brad's actually going to dig this one. I think this one is the cast is so good that I think Brad's going to dig it. I so can't let's, wait. I want to hear now. Acting wise, really enjoyed it. I thought everybody did a great job on their parts. Um, and, and Nate says the emotions. No, I love emotional movies. It's just usually I'm not going for the romantic emotional feels. Like that's that's not my thing for sure. Um, I enjoyed the movie. It was very much a roller coaster in the sense that there was times when I was like, oh, here we go. This is just some some bullshit, dumb, romantic stuff. There's some stuff that I really liked. And it kind of it, it really oscillated back and forth because I would get to a point where I'm like, oh, OK, this is just kind of typical. And then all of a sudden we get like, oh, that's interesting. That nice little twist there. And I'm going to save a little bit talking about the twist for for uh, Shag's Night Body Bag. But one thing I will say is that I really hate forced scenes. And it seems like it happens a lot in romantic comedies. And the uh, the the graduation where Steve Carell gets to stand up and start just like talking shit yeah, like I mean just the crowd sits the there and, and just listening to him. If I'm at that graduation, some dude starts standing. Up, I'm like, get the fuck off the stage! It's my kid's graduation. <laughs> what security, the fuck are you doing? Security takes Steve Carell out of there real quick. Yeah, we're not all sitting there just like listening. To, oh, let's listen to his story and find out all about it. And oh, then we're gonna give him a big round of applause at the end. Like that that shit bothers me. And so I mean, the, the ending yeah. there was some weak parts, but yeah. I mean, like I said, overall. I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not pretty some, funny, right? Some good laughs. Oh yeah, I you think, know, there's, yeah. there was some good chuckles there. And and Gosling, I will say, I'm not a big Gosling fan. Um, there's not much I've seen where I'm like, oh, he's he's great. Like I'm super excited to see him in another movie. And so uh, he, he he did a good job. Although his accent, I'm not sure what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> so, dude, that. that's a good Jersey call. Show, the accent. We're going to dive it's into that end. accent. But <laughs> I, exactly this, this is Zach. I, I really like this movie. So we saw, I saw it originally, uh, wife and I watched it, and, and I really liked it. But that was quite a while ago, like right when it came out. And I recently, like pretty recently, maybe this year, rewatched it. And I didn't like it as much. And when Nate picked it, I was like, oh, man, you know, I just watched that. I didn't really love it. And then we watched it last night. We went to a trunk or treat uh, downtown with our kids and had some cocktails and came back and put the movie on. And we laughed our asses off and had a really good time watching it. I really loved it. Um, I love Emma Stone. I think she's super talented. She's beautiful, but she's not really my type of as far as beautiful. But her personality that she i mean she's one of those people her jennifer lawrence i talked about this to the guys earlier off the air like i feel like her and jennifer lawrence are like just such cool people and maybe they're not maybe they're just really good actresses and they're not like that in real life but i feel like every role they come across as so personable and so cool that uh it's tough not to love them so i love that i obviously love steve carell he's awesome 
Gosling, I'm with Brad. The accent at the beginning, I had my trouble putting my finger on what it was. Was it Jersey Shore? The was it from like New York? Like what? Yeah, Mafia? I, couldn't, I, mean, I couldn't figure out what his accent was, but it kind of goes away about halfway through the movie. It's like one of our commercials where the accents just kind of go <laughs> in and out. But it's like I didn't enjoy Gosling in the very beginning. I thought he came off as sort of douchey and just kind of forced cool guy. And then through maybe the first, like maybe in the first quarter of the movie, I didn't like him. Then the last three quarters, I really liked him. And he grows uh, on you, definitely, definitely, definitely. You. definitely. But for sure, man, a lot of laughs. I think it was a great pick, Nick. I think it's a great pick to have the wives on to do the judging for the draft. I think it's. I think this is a good choice. So I want to address something you're you're pointing out there, which is, what do you think the time scale of this movie is? Right, because oh. you're sort of because like like there's a little bit of a transformation that goes on front to back with Gosling and how long does it take him to fuck nine chicks? Oh, dude, is that what you're asking? Well, well, I mean, there's no way he goes nine a- for nine. <laughs> I think I think you're you're led but, to but believe. But how, how long is he, is he in training? Like how long after the nine chicks does does it take to kind of like well, mellow things out? How long does Miyagi train Daniel Sun before, <laughs> before he goes that. to the tournament? I think it's like a, like a like a week maybe. Okay, well, it's, probably, it's probably about that <laughs> no. long. Ten days. No. So as I, long I, as Obi Wan uh, trained <laughs> Skywalker or, or Yoda in the Dagobah I mean, well, I mean, it's got. I'm saying like the, the time scale of this movie is like start to finish like six months. You think that's right? I think eight months, maybe six to eight months. Yeah, yeah. less than a year. Okay, so I'd I mean, say four to eight. I think it's four to six months. It can be a pivotal four to six months for because it has to be within right? a school he, he year. Sort of you got the parent up. teacher conferences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far parent as like conferences when he, would usually be the beginning of the year, but that's middle he's of already semester. Fucked a bunch of chicks by then, middle of semesters, <laughs> right? The middle of the no, that's back to school night. You're thinking of. Because these are ter- yeah, parent. I just con- did parent teacher conference on or Wednesday with my my. Yeah, but school's been going on for a while. Yeah. So, but it's, I mean, it's, it's about October. the midway point. It's a little past the midway point, though. Few right. weeks past. All right. So let's not look. long enough for Julianne Moore to get another serious boyfriend, or at least not really, and not. Wait. But long enough for wait, what? Why are you looking Did at me? Like, serious boyfriend. She was well, fucking her, the dude. She's, that's it's part of the reason. It wasn't like, her boyfriend. She wasn't really into it, dude. But, like but, that did was. She have another boyfriend? No, no, but I'm saying she didn't have enough time oh. to get another boyfriend. Yeah. And there's dudes that are going to be wanting to date Julianne Moore, <laughs> but. One thing you brought up, the timeline of the movie, is that you said, I think, Nate, you said that they're older than us, but they're definitely not. We're just old now. This movie came out How 10 years ago. We? I don't know, but... <laughs> no, Carell, we're about in their age When range. I see Carell, it's funny because... Well, she said is, she's... Julian Moore says she's 44 at one point. Exactly. So the weird oh, thing yeah, about... She does. The yeah. weird thing about movies is that when I watch this movie... I find myself not identifying with Goslin or Carell, which I'm probably Carell's age or close to it in the movie now. But I was like, I you was really identified with the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's funny how we like frame ourselves in when we watch these kind of things because, like you said, like oh, they you know they seem like parents. Like Steve Carell and Julianne Moore seem like parents in this movie. Yeah, we're not, but we're not parents. But not yeah, boring. we've got like teenage kids and shit. It's so <laughs> weird to think about when you said that. I was like, oh my god, like this movie came out ten years ago. Like we're the same age as they were in this. You know what I mean? It's like we should. We're like midlife crisising right now. Yeah, we're oh, we're hard. This this podcast is probably. Pod- when when Nate drives off to go beat some dude's ass, like his daughter can be like following him in the car. (laughs) Is that what we've done here? Instead of like yellow Lamborghinis, (laughs) we're doing a podcast. We bought bought a yellow podcast. (laughs) We're peaceful. All right. So podcast is super hot. We're going to jump into our first (laughs) tinted windows and everything. (laughs) We're going to jump into our first category here uh, and we will continue. All these topics will be on the table. So.
Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Skinny Dick Straws. Your drink of choice can say a lot about you. Vodka soda? You're sophisticated, no nonsense. Strawberry daiquiri? You're sweet and adventurous. Scotch neat? Wipe down your beard, you manly beast. Pappies and Diet Coke? Wait, what the fuck? Aqua Velva? That'll be a sad and lonely drive home. No matter what you're drinking, we can change the way you look doing it. Skinny Dick Straws come in three different sizes and shapes. Baby Wiener, Regular Richard, and Girthy Gary. So next time you're worried about what to drink, your drink says about you, grab a Skinny Dick Straw and you can walk away secure in the fact that no one cares what you're drinking. <laughs> Dude, I drink Pappy and Pappy's Diet. diet. <laughs> Pappy's and Diet. Love it. Uh, we're going to have some drinks with the directors. And I want to know first off, so we're, we're drinking with Glenn Ficara and John Rickwa. I probably butchered right, those. Can second we, movie in a row with, with, with duo directors. Yeah, can yeah. We, third movie in a row with duo and, directors. And it's, they, oh, wow. they seem to direct together a lot, but they've not done a ton of stuff. That's that, what I was going to say. Can we hit what they've done? What are their highlights? So I, I'd say the, the, the This Is Us, they've done a fair bit of that TV show, and they've done one called Whiskey Tango F- Foxtrot with uh, Tina Fey. Heard of it. Haven't watched but it. But not a like the you Wilco know, album. Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff. So so this isn't they're not like they're not household names, let's put it that way. Can I just say that This Is Us is just the most dog shit TV show that <laughs> I've never seen it. That millions of people watch. Oh my god, you guys. If you haven't watched it, please. I have please. If you feel bad for yourself, watch that show and you'll feel worse. And I like feeling bad. <laughs> that shit was fucking terrible. All right. Well we'll stay well we that's an endorsement for all you uh, Bev's listeners. All right. So <laughs> uh so we're sitting down for drinks with them. The first question on the table is what are we drinking? What are you drinking, Zach? I am drinking the same thing that I'm always drinking, whatever Nate has in the keg, me and Nick are going to chink our glasses. Hazy baby. We got that hazy baby. You know. From Blake or Brewing. It, yeah. the, the point of drinking with the director in the beginning was like, we're going to talk about all this cool stuff that we drink. And then eventually Nate gets a keg of like delicious beer. And week after <laughs> week, we're like, got to drink We're it. drinking the delicious <laughs> beer that's in the keg that costs zero dollars <laughs> or costs us zero right, dollars. So, so Blake or Brewing is a local, local brewery and uh, Hazy Babies, one of their good ones. It's very good. I'm going to actually have to move off of it because we got a long evening ahead of us. And it is, uh, it's got me, uh, got my brain a little hazy. <laughs> Brad, what do you got? You know, uh, last week we had the uh, the Strange Brew podcast. We had Walter Ramirez from uh, Last Call Brewing, and I still had some some leftover beer, so I decided to drink. I'm drinking the, the Two Hop and to Hold. It's the oh, nice uh, the wedding beer. The yeah the the lager that they created for their wedding. Uh, we toasted that last week, and I'm still drinking on that. So I've got some of that in my cup. And, and word on the street from that pod is that there's going to be a Bev's Video Kingdom IPA. All over the street. It's BVK IPA. BVK IPA. I mean, if any of you fans out there want to make a pilgrimage, when we when we find out if that actually goes down and we have a beer, you know what? You're welcome to come out and, and, and hang out with us, have some beers and drink. And beer, beer launch party at Last Call's Tap Room. In we Oakdale, we will California. definitely keep you all uh, up to date on, on those deets for sure because... I'm going to jam Walter up to let Scotch Beck play a set during oh, our fucking oh, show. Or Zach, wa- or Zach Washburn to no, play how a about, set. How about, I might I, I Scotch Beck and Zach Washburn? Yeah, I, 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 I was about, actually going to do a duet. How about Nate on the guitar? I, I'm down for all of us. I might I might I might play a wagon wheel. You're not down for me on the guitar. Nick knows the song. 
thing that, that Will Ferrell Maybe learns. the Fisher Pryde use ukulele. <laughs> I'll be heckling in the corner while I'm drinking my beers. Uh, I'll be with I'll be with Brad Nick. heckling. <laughs> Nick, you're you're drinking the hazy baby. Hazy too. baby with, right. with Zach. And I'm drinking my standard uh diet diet Pepsi with uh, I believe I mixed in the bullet today. Ooh. Oh, and I might have put grenadine spiked. in it, or I might have put a lime in it. I don't remember at this point. It just, it just, I can see some limes in your glass. So uh, it looks also limes. pink. As well. I always know that it's going to be a, a good night when Nate's drinking liquor because a lot of times he's just straight, drinking diet, straight DP, straight diet Pepsi. <laughs> and uh, when he when he's mixing the liquor in there, we know that uh, things are gonna shit's go. going off hey, the walls. You guys are getting a Saturday pod. Usually we're recording these weekdays. It's and, true. You know, I will say one of our last pods we did. I I was we got home so late. I was just <laughs> the next day I was a mess. I was wrecked at work. The fun thing about this podcast is that we, when we started it, the episodes were like two hours, two hours and 15 minutes. And we were like, we need to split these into two because these are too long for people to listen to. So we split, started splitting them into two episodes and we released one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. And slowly but surely, every episode has been creeping and creeping and creeping. We're like <laughs> oh at an God, hour 45 great. per episode like, now. We're now like, we're, no, we're not getting that high. But we're, 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 I mean, we're to, into we'll, Joe we'll Rogan territory here. <laughs> I know. All right. Rogan. So we're drinking with the director. I want to know what do you guys want to, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to ask these guys? What do you want to ask the room uh, when we're drinking with the director about crazy, stupid love? I've got one right off the bat. And it's, and it, it, I, it's not enough to bother me, but it's just one of those things. What the fuck does Ryan Gosling do for a living? Does it even matter? I mean, he says his dad was rich, his dad worked hard, and then he's just got this pimp ass apartment. He's buying all the good shit. He's got Pappy's uh, like twentieth anniversary and like in his in his fucking liquor cabinet that he's pouring. He, I have to assume that with all of the sit ups, healthy eating, STI tests. And uh, all the other things that he has to do throughout the day and then boning like multiple women per night. He's got a pretty full schedule. Yeah, I'd say he's probably a trust, trust fund, baby. A hundred percent. He says, <laughs> my dad left me, my dad left me all this money. That's why I have all these things. Yeah. Does he? Oh, he says his dad yeah, left yeah. a bunch. Okay, yeah. so, so he's trust fund. He doesn't fund work. That's yeah. He says that his mom, he, he has, it's actually a really great scene with him and Emma Stone. He talks about his yeah, mom, how his mom was oh, super yeah. vain and super yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And his dad was super sweet, but his dad died really early and is a very successful uh, guy that left him a bunch of money. And, uh, I feel like his days are full, dude. I mean, if you're getting that shredded, uh, we'll talk about it later. I, I got, I got plenty of stuff to say. <laughs> we can talk about, about it now. No, 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 no. I mean, what, these, what, these what thoughts are. are what, here, I've got, I, it's, it's my shag. I don't want to step. Uh, I well, step I'll, I'll just say, just take, taking the. Uh, it's always very difficult for me to get into the to the uh, enjoyment of the trust fund kid as like the character that you're supposed to root for. Like, it's just it's very difficult for me to be like. Oh yeah, go trust fund kid. Like I don't know. Don't be a trust fundist. He's he's winning the I'm, whole I'm movie. I'm very though. trust fundist. I don't I don't know if you're <laughs> supposed to root for Gosling because he's just he's never losing in the entire movie. I mean, the only I'm, shitty thing that happens to him is he gets in a fight with his like older bro buddy. Oh, so so let me tell you let me tell you when you want to <laughs> let me tell you the moment that you really root for Gosling more than any other one. So the, the and this reminded me a little bit of like you know some of our we've talked about this in the pod before but like when he's even though there's this awkwardness and and for me the best scene in the whole movie is when they all show up at the house right which is i think the, that should have been the climax and they shouldn't have, they should have dumped the scene that Brad you know complained about the the graduation thing agreed but but the, the so they're having this awkwardness and like you know and then all of a sudden Lindhagen shows up and he's like oh you're David Lindhagen and before Cal can be there, he takes his ring off and gets fucking punches it. He's so pissed because he's hurt his friend. And I'm like, okay, that's the moment where I'm like, 
he he sees red and he forgets anything else that's going on and he's like dude you you wronged my buddy and you're here i'm gonna fucking knock you out and i that for me was like a moment where i'm like yeah i got some buddies and three of them are sitting in this room that are like if they, if i had a david lindhagen and they saw him it wouldn't even matter if we were in an argument they'd be like oh it's go time so for me that was the moment where i wouldn't like, even take told- my ring off bro <laughs> <He> <laughs> yeah, totally totally ring i'd off, ask bro. for everyone else's rings all- hey <laughs> let me let me get rings. your rings yo i do that i do that about scared, to rush this dude. scared woman in a parking garage thing where i put my keys through my knuckles yeah. uh, fucking just do a bum rush wolverine style <laughs> garage style <laughs> there, there's an infant there's an infamous uh basketball game story where, where, where nikki and i came off the bench in a men's league game because we thought somebody had elbowed our friend justin and we may have may or may not have threatened to kill him we have to always mention that it was inside of a church <laughs> it, was it was a church lead it was a church lead if, if you're if you're a loyal bvk listener you know i mean two yeah. weeks ago we, we you know. that might have come out uh, <laughs> that was like a month ago brad all right uh, what, what else we only have like so that. many what stories else you guys want to know what else do you guys want to know so so my thing that i that i want to know from these guys is i got a couple of questions but the first one is one that i just thought of when you said that they haven't really done anything else it's like this movie was a home run to me yeah, when we saw it the first time yeah what the fuck hollywood stuff. It's gotta I mean, be writers though, I mean, more than director. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's it's you okay the, directed, but the the writing is what you gave the guy it. from Link eighty after one movie. You're giving him the new scream, and these fucking guys can't get anything. But they they were a crew. They had the writing crew, and they they were all homies like together. Like this, these guys are just directors, unless they're writing, unless they wrote it again. I, I didn't check they, on that. They, shit. they didn't write it. Together. I'm throwing no. these guys some movies. I mean, they this movie. <sighs> I mean, it's not one of the greatest movies of all time by any means, but man, it's a fun, really good movie. Like it comes together. It's the well script put together. is funny as shit. Yeah, dude. And the actors, I mean, it, one of the reasons this movie kills it is because it's got a murderous row of, well, of a cast. Well, Brad, you'll be glad to know that the writer for this was also the writer for Cars. Cars 1 or Cars 3? Cars 1 and 2. Brad likes 2 better than most people. 2 is dog shit. So... There, there you go, Brad. This is why you like Wait, it. Wait, what's the dude's name? It is uh, Dan Fogelman. Oh, he wrote a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's written some stuff. Um, also, a lot of This Is Us, Zach, so don't don't get too high on him. Well, no. I mean, if he wrote any of This Is Us, then I'm out. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Worst show ever. All right. So, and, and the only reason I say this is because I wasted like a season and a half of my life watching this fucking show, and it's just so bad. And I love Mila Vignamentia. Uh I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. What do you think, Nick? What are we asking these guys? Is the bar in the mall? (laughs) (laughs) Because fucking Emma Stone walks from El Torito, which is a great point in the mall. And it does not show how long she walks. Like she's walking in the rain. I'm going to, I'm going to hope that it's not in the mall, but if that shit's in the mall, what does that make Gosling getting fucking dressed up? Every night in a different it goes suit, to the mall bar to the mall bar. It's like they cruise it past Sears. Be. It can't they be, go, but it's it, close. He, that would make sense close. why Carell's there. He it's close through the because the El Torito's mall. I mean, she's she's at the mall of the El Torito. <laughs> goes through the J.C. Penney's entrance to make it a, a, right. a short or a shortcut through just, Macy's shoe department. I, I don't know. <laughs> In my recollection, do they serve alcohol in mall restaurants? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It's not like so Maybe in Pasadena. Maybe in Pasadena. I'm guessing it's in Pasadena. It looks like it looks like that. It's not a big city, but it's enough to you can see like are we saying Pasadena is not a big city right now? It's not. I don't mean I just mean like it's not the San Francisco. It's not the I got you because I had that because I was talking to my wife about that and you're not seeing any big city because we were talking about the bar 
itself. And like all of these guys and businessmen that like, you think financial district, you think San Francisco, you think New York financial district, guys going in after hours with their suits. Cause talking about Gosling's get ups every night at the bar and like, he doesn't stand out in that bar, but they're also not in those like, that's why he slays cities. bro. Because he's in so, fucking Applebee's next to the fucking so, Sears. So you're right. Saying- <laughs> but I'm saying that says everything about like him opening up the movie, like this dude that you're, you know, kind of getting behind. So you're saying, you're saying that every time he's like, you want to get out of here? He's like, they're like, great. He's like, okay, cool. I got to stop by Wilson's leather on the way out though. <laughs> <laughs> what is Wilson's leather? I, 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 you want to go I, play I, some skee ball at a is Cinnabon open? Like, so, let's you want some dessert. I gotta go. Gotta go. Foot Locker. I gotta fuck this guy. He brought me. He bought me an Auntie Anne's pretzel on the way home. <laughs> That's Sabaro pizza. I gotta get a slice. Light salt, bitch. Oh, okay. So, anyways, uh, you know that because they let you know he's they're close to a mall. There's a mall in the I, region. Macy's. So, oh, I want to know right. where you filmed it. Is is that the mall? What do you want to know, Brad? Oh, I already asked him. I, I said the whole. He asked him. Oh yeah. Okay. So here, here I'm bored with the directors. I want to know some things from you guys. Oh yeah. What do you got? I want to. I want to know. So, so th- I want to get back to my opening comment, which is that one of the things I really love about this movie is all the different weird dynamics, right? And there are two like tiers of people having major crushes on people that are inappropriately <laughs> older. I'm not talking like two years. I'm not talking like three years. I'm talking like anywhere from four or five years to like 20 years older. Oh, yeah. So I want to know, do you guys, you don't have to get, don't give me names, but like describe this, the, the relationship of the first, like inappropriately older woman that you're, or girl that you had a crush on. Anyone, anyone have a good one? Oh God, I have a great one that I'm not going to say, cause it'll be very obvious who it is to the people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> and know who it is. <laughs> I've got one and it, it was actually a, a, a girl that was in her class, her older sister. And like, she had an older sister that was in my brother's class who was four years older than me and then had an older sister who was like probably maybe two years older than that. So she's probably about six years older. And, uh, I had a thing for her and it was like, so she's was, like six, eight years older. Six to eight years older, and yeah, I think I might have maybe drawn a picture for her and like had a little crush going on. <laughs> you drew her a picture? How, so how old are we talking here? Were you like, how old this was is I? Us? Yeah, how old were you? I was probably like, I don't know, 11, 12, something okay. like that. Okay. So, so, so she would have been like just out of high school. Yeah. Heck, so I, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, and I remember stories about like this this girl walking around in a robe when, when like then we had other friends over at the house around this time, <sighs> letting the robe gape a little bit. Hey. And oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you got one, Nikki? Probably like in that nine to 10 year old range. Grew up like around uh, my extended family okay. who were maybe four to five years older than me. Also yeah. went, you know, to the same, you know, school. And, and it was like one of your cousins. My cousins. Like <laughs> Jesus. I want to narrow this, it this down. This, this, this is, um, we're, we're all friends here. Yeah, no. Um, no, <laughs> yes, anymore. we are. We are Not all anymore. friends. We are, we are all friends here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a similar. It's similar to Brad. It's similar, to Brad. As far as I mean, it's it's pretty young stuff, and it's like pretty innocent, like crush stuff. You know, as far as on girls coming over, like they're like you know, like sleepovers, things like that, and Super Mario Brothers is like rolling and late nights and. Crushes, you know, crushes, crushes happen. Oh, well, dude. Super Mario's on and it's getting all bets are off. One of my buddies, older sister, who was like, so Nate and Brad are four years older than me. Yeah. So one of my buddies, older sisters, who was in your guys' grade, and I remember going to his house 
oh, and sleeping no, on the exactly. sleeping on the floor. And her room had a wall connecting. And then I would just I would just lay on the floor, spending the night at his house, and I would think like I should get up and like walk into there and pretend like I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> And just like just bust, yeah, around. and just like stumble into her room, and just like hopefully she's like, you know, just like waiting for me, like super excited that I'm there, or or just changing or something. <laughs> so Brad and I both know who you're talking about here, yeah. and uh, we both had crushes on her too, so it wasn't just you. Oh yeah, <laughs> Scotty Beck. Oh yeah. Oh man, we're gonna so- make him hella creepy. He's like, we're talking about like. <laughs> Probably underage girl. Oh yeah. See oh, <laughs> Scott, you shouldn't record that shit for us. We're gonna, uh, we're so, gonna so, fuck around with it. So I, so I, I, I have one, and I. This is gonna be really kind of amorphous. Uh, like I can't. It's almost like fuzzy. Like almost it didn't happen. I would say that I had a very like, <laughs> we'll say sexual instinct at a pretty young age. <laughs> Carnal. How many? How well, many percent carnal. was it? I would say that <laughs> this was a this was a, a thousand. I was a thousand percent. No, I, so so I remember my grandma and grandpa oh taking God, me to church. Where are we going? Okay, all right. <laughs> taking me to church. And this was like I was prob. I mean, I definitely wasn't five. I might have been four or three. Oh damn! Take me to church. <laughs> and this was the Methodist Church in Modesto, and. <laughs> I still remember this this uh, this woman named I think her, I mean she might have been, she was a, she was probably a, a teenager I, I I she could have been like fourteen or she could have been like 25. she's not fifty five so we need her full she name she's going to be so excited when she hears this I, I don't even remember we'll go let's go with like Katie I think that that's a close enough but, all right sounds and, hot and, and like I remember just like I was so excited to go to church and like I was like through and I was like I don't give a fuck about anything else I just if I can see Katie and I think she had these she was pretty built. And I was like four and I noticed and I, this is probably because you were hungry or <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but that probably tells me if I, if I were to spend the time in therapy, this would probably exp- like, it would go back to the Methodist church in Modesto with Katie. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I'm no joke. She might've been 10 years older than me when I was four and she might've been like 20 years old. <laughs> So this was, that's my, that's my, so I have, I have another very quick one that I just told my parents about recently. So my sister and I are three years apart. We're young. I don't know. Before junior high, we had my dad's friend, his daughter, who was, was like, she, she was either going to UCLA or, or hadn't gone to UCLA yet and was like very beautiful. Uh, you know, and she was our, she was our babysitter. And this chick was like, my parents left and she was like, all right, why don't you guys get dressed? We're going to go somewhere. And we were like, okay. Like adventures and babysitting yeah. just unfold. We get in the car. We go to her boyfriend's house. Dude, no, like a bar, like a legit. <laughs> and I'm not bullshitting you guys. Like a legit barish college type scene. And uh, she parks the car and is just like, hey, I'm, I've got to go in and I've got some like important stuff that I've got to do. And she goes in, me and my sister sat in the car for, I don't remember how long she eventually came back out at some point, got in the car. We drove back home. And you know, when my parents came home, we were in bed, she puts to bed. But she did math after that. And I, (laughs) no, I think she like grew up to be successful and beautiful. But at the time I just remember thinking like, and it was like, there was a very serious discussion of like, 
you know, I don't want your parents to be upset that I took you guys out of the house. So like, please don't say anything. And I was like, okay, no problem. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, dude, that was a legit. And I told, I told my dad about that. This is after, after we're off air. So, so, okay. So, so here's another one that I want to sort of jump to. So this is a good one because we have somebody that really can weigh in on this. So she has this Conan O'Brien crush, which I love that her friend kind of clowns her about. And Zach and I have had this conversation a few times that he kind of revealed this and, and it totally makes sense. But the funny factor in the sexiness and like what chicks are into, it, it can't be underestimated. Zach pointed out to me that like there's been a number of situations where dudes get really pissed because Zach's a funny guy. Funny so in I, real life, funny on the pod, funny in real life. I don't think it's that their ladies necessarily found me sexy, but well, I've had numerous boyfriends get upset at me because I made their girlfriend laugh. Yes. And it's not even like I was trying to be like forward or hit on them no, or just, anything. Just I'm just funny. Yeah. I'm just being, trying to be funny, which is my main goal at all times. <laughs> and, uh, and people get real upset about that. They, yeah. they do not like seeing their girlfriend laugh at somebody else's jokes, which that, I think is uh, pretty universal. That's why Carrot Top had to get ripped because he, <laughs> he was so funny that all these boyfriends get pissed off. So he's like, fuck, I better get jacked if I'm going to have to fight all these dudes. <laughs> Uh, problem with carrot top he's got to carry around that big suitcase all the time in order to be funny he's like all right hang on let me get some shit out because it's not the muscles aren't enough there's weapons in there. there's fucking an arsenal uh so that so i love that one um so there's a, what, what's your favorite stuff here because I, I i there's a bunch of stuff that i like really like it's a movie full of some fun little gems for me like so one that i love for example is i love that he that he does the karate kid like bit where he's like, you know, what do I always do? And he runs yeah, through yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like, you miyagi me. And I love that. It's one of those things where like, it could have been for, it could have felt too for like a forced parallel, but it's, it works perfectly. Right. Like he, the he, nose honk was, was what made it for me when he did the <laughs> nose honk. Like he's like, honk. I was like, okay, there you go. Oh yeah. I mean, so, so I love that part of it. The other thing that I really like, uh, is, and there, there's not as enough of this for me, and we'll get maybe to this next week or in the next pod when we get our wives on, you'll understand a little more, but I, I don't, there's not enough movies that aren't about women being sort of crude or, or like explicitly sexual or kind of like have good banter. Like Bridesmaids does this. There are yeah. movies that are dedicated to it, but there's not enough of those characters woven into other kinds of movies. And this one does that well. So her friend, women who are women who are like real women, like real I, the, fucking women. The, the Asian best friend is awesome. He's awesome. I don't know her name, but she is great throughout the movie. I mean, I say this with the utmost respect that our our wives are fucking foul, crude, yeah, just hilarious women. Like all four, you're, of you're them. setting up the, setting them up for failure. On the no, it's not for success. It if, just if he's setting it. them up to be foul and crude, I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. fun, they're, fun, they're funny and they are not shy. And like they've, and this is like this remind. I guess like well, for some me, of the bullshit. And they're going to see through the Josh Groban and everybody. To, absolutely, yeah. every one of the now, every one of our wives would be like, dude. You like, gotta lose that. No, is Josh Groban it. like I, when I read that Josh Groban was that guy who I fucking he's hate. Great. I hate. He's, he's great, great and makes me hate him. And that's Ugh. why why you know he's great is because I hate him so yes. much. Yes, but he's a singer. He's like the oh he's dude. Like he's a, a, an amazing. A singer. Like, he's incredible. Like, you opera, heard opera, you opera. So, I know that. so when I read so when I when I read you don't know who Josh Groban is. Like I have never. No, I, I have no idea. I could name a song by him. I knew he was popular, but I didn't. I could not. But when I read the IMDb, I was like Josh Groban. I was like that sounds like somebody. 
it's, oh, and then I was like, I think he's a singer. So you're confirming that he's got an amazing oh, yeah. voice. Yeah, like, he's but pretty, he's not but like he's such a good our, actor. At he's being not douchey. super mainstream. He's not like do our, any other any other like movies or acting. He was, yeah, he, he, he does. Oh, he does. My wife okay. said he was in Glee, and actually, he played himself, but he was like a dickish version yes. of himself, which was like very funny. Yeah, he was a really funny he's character good. in them in the Office, like late mm-hmm. in one of the seasons. He's great in that. Yeah, he, he has some funny roles. He's, he's actually a really good... Wasn't he... Oh, he's in Ally McBeal years ago. He has like a stint where he's in Ally McBeal and it's funny. I'll say that that whole little... The 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 stereotypical lawyers like... And then the El Torito. It just... It did it did make sense. Unless they were doing it like ironically, like a bunch of lawyers like that are not going to fucking El Torito. Well, that's the point. I think they were just showing how douchey Groban was, right? Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's 100%. He's like, we're but, coming here again and it's going to be a special night. <laughs> Yeah. So the great, but the great lines from the friend, you should be studying the ceiling of his bedroom. And then she gets cut <laughs> off before the last word, but she's saying, you should be studying the gentle curve of his cock. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, dude. Great lines. And for me, right, they were very real. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what her, what a, her, like, sort of sassy friend, her would drunk say. best friend would say. Would say. Well, and, then, sure. and then Emma Stone, when, when she first goes to his house and she, or his apartment, and she's like, She's breaking down like the PG-13 version. This is what would happen. And then I want the R version. Like just kind of like it was a little bit tongue in cheek of the whole like how movies like that. Oh, 100%. Kind of end yeah. Up. Where and she was like, you're going to yeah, putting him exactly. into that thing. So it was fun. Like they, they kind of played on some of those those tropes from some of the early uh, romantic comedy. I love the first um, the first time Gosling sends gets uh, where you know that Steve Carell, he's done up. He's decked out. He's dapper. He's ready to mingle with Marissa Tomei. <laughs> and he sends him out just like, all right, you can get out of here now. Like, oh, he's yeah, just yeah. like, he he's just all, like oh, puts yeah, like, that's, one, that's, one, and he's like, that's one way to treat people. <laughs> he goes, this is Jacob. He was yeah. just leaving. Yes. Yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, that and was the, the, uh, the, the Mikey's it. all grown up uh, from swingers. That was like that. So good. We've yeah. gotten this far without talking about Marissa Tomei's character in this movie, oh, which I think oh, is man. just so funny. So funny. And just so in love with him after one evening. And then so just disgruntled and pissed about the fact that he never called her. The only redeeming scene of the graduation scene is her little drive-by like fl- uh, flip off. She <laughs> yeah. like, throws the finger up. She kind of just wi- waves it in front of him. So here, here's one bit of credit I'll throw the directors at, or the writer, whoever it is. One of the things I love about movies is when they is uh, when they they pick names that like lead you to feel certain ways about characters in a subtle way, like Lindhagen. Lindhagen is like, <laughs> and, and apologies to all the real people named with the last name Lindhagen out there. You're probably lovely people, but that's a fucking terrible name. And it's like one of those names where you're like, you're it's it's built to hate that dude. <laughs> And like I love it. That's it takes things, effort. It you're takes like effort Lynn to Hagen. I almost like, think they picked kinda, it because it sounds funny in Steve Carell's mouth when he says it. David Lynn Hagen. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like so <laughs> upset about <laughs> it. Maybe, but it, but it also just it just like hits you in a way that where you like it, that's a we talk about you, you guys all talk about Miles Teller's punchable face. Well, that's a, pun, that's a punchable name, right? There. My my wife's takeaway from the movie because she watched it twice. She watched it a couple days ago and then she watched it last night with me. And she goes, "My favorite scene is when he's at the bar going, I've been cuckolded." <laughs> you know what a cuckold is? David cuckolded. David Lindhagen has cuckolded me. Uh, fancy face. Oh man. When he's oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. He's like, okay, fancy face. <laughs> Bye, fancy face. I mean that that name's very much like Lumberg in Office Space. Lumberg. Oh I mean, yeah, Lumberg was a name that you're just dude, great fuck call. That name like Lumberg just sounds like I hate that dude already. Lumberg. Oh, just so, such that. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the Office Space, Lumberg fucked her. There's a lot of Lumberg <laughs> yeah. talk. I mean, come on, Lumberg. 
I mean, the fact Lynn, there was two guys named Lumberg in, the same, like, <laughs> yeah, in that that's area. Tiny ass. That's yeah. the part we didn't talk about. How, how is it two Lumbergs? There's for sure a barbecue where two guys are talking and they're like, well, Lynn Hagen fucked her. You know what I mean? Could have been brothers. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so 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 the other, the other question I wanted to ask you guys really quickly is, have you guys ever been at a bar with a friend that's like early Cal, that's just like the sad sack and like trying to talk to women, but it's just so depressing. I will say it. And this, this isn't like necessarily the same thing, but I know at, uh, my, uh, rehearsal dinner, we did it at a, a, a Japanese place, a teppanyaki spot. <laughs> and there was karaoke there. And my, my cousin who had just turned 21, he was there and, uh, yeah, he was, trying to kind of like mix it up and then i think he might have slapped a waitress on the ass and <laughs> oh like, no it was one of those things where we kind of had to escort him out and it that's was, assault brother <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it wasn't going well but he was kind of like mixing it up and we we're just like yeah you just feel pain we need to get you out of here i, I guess this is, this is not going to go end well for you i thought I, I just realized who it was <laughs> Oh my God. I, lo- and I, lo- I love Jacob's Jacob's line where he's like, I don't know if I should help you or euthanize you. It's like a perfect, like, all right. So are you anything else for the director before we move on? Cause I'm ready to hear your, I want to hear what you want to shag. I want to hear what you want to snag. And I want to hear what you want to body bag. Anybody else got director, director questions. All right. I, I do not get right. these guys out of here. Get another movie guys. This one's a good one. <laughs> yeah, right. No more. This is us. <laughs> I mean, it's making you shit tons of money. Yeah, you got they're probably bags making... of money in your house now. Yeah. But stop selling out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking free Milo Vedemelia. Get this shit canceled. I feel like they could do anything. They'll never cancel that show because it's absolute dog shit and it's still getting great ratings. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna get canceled for that. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bez Video Kingdom is brought to you by Velcro Wallets. Uh, The one that got away. You know, the condom that fell out of your leather wallet from Macy's. You wouldn't have lost that condom if you had a Velcro wallet and you would be banging right now. (laughs) Or would you have? Is it time to pick up the tab on a night out with the boys? Well, announce your presence with authority and let everyone know you're ready to spend your motherfucking money and rip your Velcro wallet. Movie night, 409 disinfectant, (laughs) beer run, leaf blower, samurai sword, adult adult formula desitin, (laughs) Velcro wallets, let everyone know you're about to spend your motherfucking money. Dude, one of my favorite wallets of all time was a Velcro wallet. Uh, Mine too. I had one. Mitch Hedberg has the best one. He's like, it's like the sound of my addiction at the when he's at a casino with the Velcro wallet. <laughs> I just recently got rid of my Velcro wallet as my wife told me that I could not have it anymore. It was like a Volcom Velcro wallet. It was so sexy. I passed on to my son. <laughs> All right, we're shagging. And uh, when we shag things, we take things from the movie that we really 
We want them. We want them bad. We want them fast. We want them hard. But we don't necessarily want to keep them forever. We just we like it, and we like it intensely. Nick, what do you want to shag? Emma Stone's friend. Oh, that's a great pick. She is just uh, uh, a little. She's a little nug throughout the movie. Very, very, you know, small amount of lines, but she just drives those scenes, and she is perfect. She's funny as hell, and uh, I I love how great she is when like she's just staring at Gosling and like I love you immediately. But but what's great about it is like you almost like she she's kind of in on it. Like she's not a total puppy dog. She knows she's being kind of like bamboozled, and she's in. She loves it. Yeah. I'm I'm a little I was a little bit legit disrespected that like he comes over there and immediately turns to to Emma Stone. I think like the Asian girl was kind of a little bit. Well, know? then he acknowledges and your beautiful friend here. Like yeah, it's oh, a great. And he says, that's he what says, she he's says, like, I he's love like, you. and you are definitely. Beautiful. This is a lot. I'm just saying if I'm if I'm if I'm in that spot and I got to choose, I'm like I don't know. You might take the friend. I I I, I, I disagree, but I agree that that it's a great pick and I like her a lot. Yeah, that's my pick, Zachy. So. If I'm shagging from this movie, it is most definitely the thing that I, and it's not that I love it, it's just that I want it for myself, and that is fucking Gosling with his 42-pack, <laughs> and then I'm not shagging I'm not shagging Gosling in his 42-pack. What I'm shagging is the fact that he is literally does nothing throughout the entire movie but eat food and drink liquor and party and, and he still chicks. is fucking so cut. Like he must burn so many calories fucking these chicks every night that's, because that's what dude, I'm thinking. I just I mean he's eating sabaros, he's eating like chicken wings, he's got like a burrito at one point. He's like there's like just Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. Throughout he, the he calls a shot though. Movie. He says, I'm 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 a savage in the sack, so I'm, this, I'm I believe the business. quote was I'm a tomcat in the sack, which I intend fully <laughs> to steal. But dude, like I just I've been trying to get abs since like fourth grade, dude, and it still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you just, just thousands I can, of I can starve like, myself. Thousands of sit-ups. Like. No, it's like I haven't done any of the sit-ups or workouts or diets oh. in order to get there, but I'm saying like <laughs> I've been doing everything else. I've He's been doing it. He's all the things it. that Gosling is doing here. Like I freaking eat so much food. <laughs> I like drink <laughs> so much all the time and like it, it just doesn't happen yeah, for me. Spontaneously so. combusted. Zach's a tomcat in this. I'm shagging. Yeah. Zach is a tomcat. In the and sack. I'm just, I just, I just want to shag like eating and drinking whatever you want and still having chiseled abs. That's <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> Liar. Uh, all right, so I'm shagging the uh, the twist you don't see coming. I will say when I, when I watch a movie and if I start to like not like it, I start to get super critical. I immediately like it turns on where I'm just like okay. Start picking shit apart. I'm like, okay, this is why I don't like this. This is why that I don't can like hit this. you pretty quick, Brad. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I for feel sure. like we're all the same, though. Yeah. No, I'm saying, yeah. Anytime you're, you're if you're watching a movie you don't really like, you're gonna start picking it apart. Cool. So I, I was kind of getting to that point, and then all of a sudden, we figure out that Nana is Hannah Banana, and I was like, oh shit, okay. And Quite I started. I legit was smiling. I was like, okay, there. I was wondering how this movie was gonna start tying shit together because I was like, these are so random, like little subplots. Like, you know, this has to come together some way. And I, I'm pissed at myself for not realizing that that might happen because usually I'm trying to like figure it out. I'm like, I'm gonna be the one that predicts this is gonna be some predictable shit. And I just, I didn't think about that. And so when she comes out and, and she shows up in the backyard, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. This is fun. So my thought is, even if that doesn't happen, do you agree? I mean, I agree. That's a great part of this movie and the great part of the writing of it. But even if that doesn't happen, is it almost like 
it's the same movie. Like it's it's an unnecessary twist almost. No. I, I don't I, like they, the movie without that twist. It you think it needed to get tied together? Like yeah, I needed okay. that. All right. And, and this was my well. I'll, I'll get back to it because I might. I might but Zach, that's your this, preference. You, that's your preference because you like you like the movies that don't, don't tie that up. aren't wrapped up. You, it's true. You know, it's you true. You leave want, it more open ended. Let you put the pieces together. Like that's you yeah, need you need material to lay awake at night and not sleep because you can't turn your brain off, and that's what because you don't have a TV show or 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 on to go to sleep to that's what your problem is well nate we mentioned it earlier like we were talking off uh, off the air when you were saying like the fact that there's kind of two twists the fact that the teacher's the coincidence yeah and, I, and i'm gonna get get to that yeah so my shag is and i i love maybe i'm in the morning on this but i love the cal and uh jacob relationship and and the mentorship especially i just find that so fun like that for me that was a it was like a really you know, it wasn't the main thing in the movie for me and it's not, so that's why it's not my, my snag, but it was so fun and I like it. And every time it comes back, I'm excited for that little like kind of montage section of the movie. Cause I feel like it's going to like take me to that sort of just like, I like the relationship developing. I like the fun of it. I like them becoming friends. I like the mentorship. It, I like all the face and slapping. It's, it's, it's such good. a movie thing. Like why would this guy take the time to mentor him for months? Potentially. He knew he had a hot daughter. Yeah. He did not. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, that was one of the questions I had, but it's like, I'm, I don't need the answer. Yeah. It's you know just, I mean? it's, it's, a, it's a movie. Just feel it's good a movie about element. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So. All right. So Brad, what do you, now we're going to, we're going to snag something. We're going to take it home. We're going to cuddle it and we're going to want to take, we're going to want to hold on to it. So, you know, um, Steve Carell's in this movie and, and I, I've liked Steve Carell in a lot of roles, but you know what? My snag for this movie is uh brick Tamlin. <laughs> Because I see Steve Carell, and immediately, I don't care what he's in, it just immediately, I start thinking of Brick Tamlin. Really? Is that your I start drifting off, Hank? and I'm like, I just oh, love geez. Brick. I oh. love Brick as a character in so many ways that anytime I see Steve Carell now, I just immediately start our, thinking of Brick. Our Anchorman pod wasn't enough for Brad. So no, he needed, he needed to bring not. more Brick talk. Brad's alternate no, my, ending my is snag that Brick, <laughs> Brick is the, is the character of Steve Carell's character. <laughs> this is a full story. <laughs> yes, this is Brick later on in life. I, Cal is, I, he changed his name to Cal. But no, yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like I just I see I see Steve Carell. I immediately think of Brick and Anchorman. My snag, I'm pretty sure it was Brick Tamlin. So I'm I, I can't do it enough. If we do another movie with Steve Carellant, I'll probably take Brick Tamlin again. <laughs> so I would usually snag from a movie like this the twist. But like I said, I think the twist is is sort of unnecessary, although I do like it. But what I'm going to go with for my snag here is going to be the immediate, like the directors decided to go with the immediate haymaker right off the bat. They scan up. They're like, what do you think? What do you think we should order? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. He says creme brulee. She says I want a divorce. And you need no other setup yeah. in the movie. You're immediately into it. There doesn't have to be any like weird dialogue to tell you what's happening in their relationship. It's right off the bat. Well, and and then the car scene is like a him great jump. like a great follow on. That's right? what I'm. That jumps out. She tells him she's mad that he doesn't say she she, she, he, she tells him that the, she's banging yes. David Lindhagen, and then he jumps out of the car. And then, and then, like, there's no slow roll or awkwardness where it's like, oh, you're gonna tell the kids. He walks in and just blurts it out yeah. in the sun here. He's just like, they, they, they don't, they, they take away a lot of that, like, the, what would be the discomfort of the situation and the awkwardness of like trying to get through the plot and just like blow it right out, and then they set you up to, you know, exactly. And then you're on a ride. Let me say one thing though. So he blurts it out in front of the babysitter and everything. <clears throat> of course, that sets up the babysitter's arc as well. The one thing I didn't like though is 
when the pictures, when uh, the uh, the mom, when Beth Littleford found the pictures, and she goes down to talk to the dad while the girl and her is sitting right there doing sibling homework. is sitting there. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it goes down that way. I don't think he just hands the pic. I don't think she just hands the pictures to the dad and says, "Look at these." And just as like indiscriminately, like, "Hey, I'm not going to tell you there are nude pictures of your daughter. I'm just going to blow that up <laughs> yeah. right in front of you while she's sitting Check right out the there." Nude picture of your teenage daughter. So that that little uh, uh, yeah, that was a little yeah. too upfront for he me. He also like shuffles through them just to check all of them out, <laughs> which is like, weird. But it's like, creepy. how many posts? I mean, did he, you, he, did he is the zodiac. He is the zodiac. Just about to say, when you're the Zodiac killer, the wife should have known. She should have been like, "Fuck, dude, this guy's the Zodiac. I don't know if I should show him this. He's gonna be upset." Now that 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 universe, I like the idea that connect those two. Connect that. That's the origin story. That's where it all went south. All right, Nikki, what do you what do you that the scene where every all the care all the main characters meet in the climax at the house. I thought that was great. That was a ton of fun. And when you saw that, that's where it was headed. You're like, all right, bring bacon into this shit. Let's go. Bring the, the cops bacon. in. Bring, bring bacon in. Bacon. You always could use more bacon in your life. And sure enough, they delivered. The cops came in, you know, just said, keep it in the family. Gosling kind of chuckles to himself a little bit. like, oh, And then so Gosling good. taking off the ring and saying, oh, and this is where you fell in love with, you know, Gosling all over again in his character. Like, oh, he's throwing down for his friend. Like, Oh, it, it's it, that scene. And this is, I'll get to this in alternate endings, but like that scene for me was like such a great kind of climb, you know, maybe climax or pre-climax that like I just felt like you know we should have we should have ended more quickly well and that they roll up and you're just like you can't wait to hear Gosling and Carell's interactions reactions to that and I've seen this movie you know probably five or six times and I still when I saw that I was like oh dude here it comes like I can't wait to see them look at each other yeah He's like, no, no. He goes, no, no, <laughs> no. I know too wait. much. And then, like, and then you <laughs> see Morgan and Emma Stone's characters looking, you know, looking at each other like, wait, you guys really, you guys know each other? You guys really know each other. Uh, it's just so great. I like Again, f- a little weird that the fact that they use that same thing with the teacher as well. I the know. Whole, that, I, that's you, you know each other? Like, it was shit the, out of that. Oh, shit, I keep stepping on your body bag. Why, why, do you, why, why, why can't you just let me have like my that. moment? Hey, you know what? Let me have my moment. Go ahead and tell us what your snag is. All right. So I'm going to snag, wait for it, love. i i said it at the beginning i i love the complicated and different relationships everything from like and it's almost like you could see it as different stages right like exactly you get this little kid like in his first real love and then you get that teenager trying to figure figure out what love is right and then you get the kind of you know the next you know you get you get you know that 20s like i'm 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 i've I've banged some people. I'm like, I've had been in some relationships. Now I might move into something serious. I don't know what that is. And so or even Emma Stone's like, character, like, am I going to marry this dude? Am I not going to marry ta- this I was talking about Emma Stone there, dude. Uh, oh, I thought <laughs> I'm going to gossip. I guess, I guess it really brings up, what is the, what what is love, actually? <laughs> Do I throw it twice on a pot? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that just because that's and Nate's, that, one of Nate's top five love, movies love of act, all time. And Love Actually's coming yeah. in, the, in our Christmas run, yeah, and your might, wife we, loves it, and she's right. Okay. We might be talking about that soon. But I love, and, and then, like, you know, the, the difficulty of, like, you know, you've been married a while, you're trying to figure it out, you got, you know, everybody has complicated marriage. I, I just, I, I like the different layers of it here. That's what makes this film, for me, special. All right, we're body bagging. I want to know what you want to body bag, and I want you first, Zach. So, 
you just made me think of something that I want to body bag along with this, and that is the fact that we're supposed to believe that Emma Stone's character has fallen in love with this Josh Groban guy and is willing <laughs> yeah. to marry him. That was a really weird. Well, although whole you know situation. what, Dude, my God, but how many? I I don't want to call anyone out. There's a, but there's a friend of my wife that has like is married to a guy Careful that now. I think of as being kind of like a Groban. <laughs> And like Groban-esque. she's kind of an Emma Stone, and I'm like, but it's just like there's a point where you get to where you're like, it's you know, it's safe. He's got a good job. I, I, I feel like that's out there, man. I feel like that. Those- no, I think it's a definitely a real life situation that can happen, but. I mean, and not everybody has a beautiful voice like Groban. I, mean, I, I just didn't get what thing. they were trying to do at the end when he's like, you know what? I, I think I need some more time. And she like gets angry with him. Because she's like, oh, you don't deserve me. Well, she was mad because she was actually considering it, and she was like struggling with it. And she's like, she was like, obviously, I'm a catch. Like she was justifying it exactly. And she was like, well, he really loves me, and he wants to ask me to marry me. So maybe I'm going to ask him. Maybe I'll say yes. And she convinced herself that she was going to say yes. And then when he didn't even want to ask yet, she was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Which I, which was warranted. I thought. All right, Nikki, what do you No, got? I haven't even done my body bag yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was just He's a got, body bag I was I thinking about. I you, but you didn't body bag He Josh brought Groban? two today. He brought two bags. Look so, at this. So I did too. I did too. My body oh, bag for, for this one is going to be a small bag. All we got to fit into it is two white New Balances and some pleated khakis. Oh, because, dude, and my wife <laughs> turned to me. The white on whites? The white on whites? My wife, my wife turned to me like during some of his early outfits and was just like, you see? You see why I pick out your clothes for you? <laughs> do you see? Do you see what's happening here? This it is not sexy. Oh. It is not awesome. And so my body bag is the, I mean, they do a really good job of showing the uh, the uniform for the 40-something dad. And uh, man, it's crazy how many people are still rocking it. Even dudes, I've, I've see, I see dudes rocking the rocking the white New Balances with like the with like the freaking super long cargo shorts, and they have like hot wives. The anchor blues, it's super weird, bro. Are you telling me that I got to get rid of it? it? (laughs) Please don't talk about my fashion sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying, guys. Uh, All right. I think if I think if I got divorced from my wife, she would just write his fashion. (laughs) You don't. The 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 judge would be like, yeah, fuck. She gets custody (laughs) of everything. I'm just saying, guys. You're in your 40s, late 30s, 40s, 50s. You you don't need to just completely give up on trying to look good. Completely. Come on, guys. Let's throw a tiny bit of effort in. You don't even have to be a good looking guy to pick out a nice pair of shoes. But come on. I mean, pleats. They look good. Nikki, what are you gonna body bag? (laughs) They were flattering in the crotchal region. Um, okay, I got two. Quick one. Number one, they get home from the first date. She doesn't have fucking money to pay the babysitter. Yeah, she just got done telling her husband she's having an affair, and, and she she didn't plan oh, ahead. For I that. don't have money to pay you, but yeah, <sighs> nobody wants that slutty money. I don't want your slut money. I don't want your slutty money. That's so funny. That's <laughs> that such a great line. Whack as shit. That's number one. She's like Corell's friend icing him. Oh man, you can get fucked. Friend, uh, Zodiac, Zodiac, we're calling him. Yeah, Zodiac, 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 yeah. you Zodiac can't get He breaks up with him, but he gives him cologne. You suck, Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no real he gives person him, he gives does him cool that. water from Macy's. He, he also orders a Chardonnay, and I'm not exactly. I had it written here, down. He but, pounds it too. He uh, pounds that Chardonnay. The chug, the chug was pretty nice. The quote was, "I had to pick up something at Macy's." Chardonnay, please. <laughs> that was his. That was the line. That was the quote. All so. right, I, I'm body bagging the uh, the the teacher be, ending up, the, the 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 crazy uh, Marissa Tomei being the teacher because like I, I don't want too many coincidences make and so like I liked the fact that Nana Banana ended up being you know the surprise 
And this felt to me like it was for that made it. It was forcing it. It was forced, but she's so good. She, no, she's no, no, so oh, funny I want as her. the psycho. I, I, I want her. You don't want her to be the teacher. I just don't want her to be the teacher. I, and I and, and I guess I get that. Like we want her more of her, so that's fair. But I think that the, the the scene in the classroom is secondary to the scene in the in the apartment. So I'll just take her the one time. And then get just have her be the person. crazy chick that he hooks that, up with the first time. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm body bagging. As much yeah. as it's too many coincidences, it did kind of set me up, though, because it's like that coincidence happened. So then you just kind of like throw yeah. off like, oh, there's not going to be any there's other, other like, one, yeah. stupid coincidence. And then all of a sudden the second one happens like, oh, fuck, here, this one's like yeah. it's super unexpected. It is a twist that you don't see coming. Like there's there was talk earlier about like, oh, you're waiting to see how it all connects. But like maybe that is like the red herring that you're like, oh, maybe this is how it all connects. He's boning the teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brad, what do you got? Mine's very simple. It's gin. Because Oh, so bad. When she picks up the drink when they're at the El Torito and she's like grabs that dude's drink and she's like, <laughs> she's like this is gin, right? She's like, Fuck, I hate gin. That would be me hundred percent. I fucking hate <laughs> There's gin. There's like barely ice really? in this. Just thinking about the taste of gin right now just bothers me. And so if I oh. picked up somebody's drink and started drinking it and it was gin, I'd just be like, Fuck you. From God a man damn it. from a man that likes a permanent marker tasting scotch <laughs> hey there's 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 the one liquor that i just do not do it's gin 100 percent. i don't like gin either all right all right some of you know that uh we have adopted an unofficial totally unpaid sponsor and that is cameo where you can go to uh pay celebrities or maybe sometimes uh g-list celebrities uh to to record short messages for friends and family for a nominal fee or sometimes a yeah, more expensive fee. If you want to give your mom like a special message for like maybe their 40th anniversary or something for your parents and you want to get the chick that had three titties in total recall <laughs> you to uh, say it, do that. she's on there for $65. I've been, <laughs> I, I've been lobbying to rebrand this category dead or on Cameo so far. <laughs> so far, no takers. So Brad, you're our official Cameo host. Take it away. So we've had the last two um, uh, previous movies that we've done. Nobody was on Cameo. And so I've been thinking a lot about about what does it mean to be on Cameo. So it's like. <laughs> it's fucking deep, dude. You're to either, be or not to be on Cameo. Right. And so A-listers, you're just not going to find them. That just does not happen. They're not on Cameo. And then I think the up-and-comer actors that are just like, you know what? I think I have a chance to succeed. I'm not going to be on Cameo because that would be lowering myself. So you have to find this like little happy little medium. Sweet spot, like, yeah, the sweet spot is like I'm kind of B-list and I'm not and I've doing accepted great that. and I've accepted that. So, yeah, that's that's the, the people you're looking for on it's, Cameo. It's a sweet spot that's like right in between like Tara Reed and the guy that gets stabbed in Saving Private Ryan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really specific sweet spot. So, yeah, finding that sweet spot oh. is, is interesting. And so in this movie, I mean, you have a lot of people, a lot of actors and I really went deep into the list, and I only came up with one. And the person has, like, three lines in the movie. Okay, so hang on. Let's think about who has three lines in the movie. It's not Zodiac Killer. Uh... Nick? I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, you're not going to—you you probably oh. don't even acknowledge who this person was. It's the mom that finds the nudie pictures. Oh, Beth Littleford. So I thought— she would be on there. I, mean, I she can't was believe a, a you knew former, the name of that actor. Well, no, because I loved her on The Daily Show. She was awesome. Oh, as right. She was on Daily Show and was great, and she's been in quite a few different things. But, uh, yeah, was not Beth Littleford. Only person was Officer Huang 
Oh, oh wow! The cop. The cop really what else shows up and kind of he kind of reprimands them and says you should be uh, keeping in the family. Yeah. Reggie Lee is his name. Okay. Reggie Lee has a, a price on cameo, and I will say, just before you guess, he won a Tony. <laughs> According to his like le- next to his name, he doesn't even have uh, uh, this movie. He has Grim, which I don't okay. know what that is. It was a show on like NBC or something. I'm okay, sure. Prison Break, which I heard of, which was that's on a, Fox. That's supposed to be good. And then All Rise. I don't know what All Rise is. So how much? And how much? We it's a show about for him. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, fifty. Oh, I don't think Nick's so. Nick's going 50? What do you got, Nate? I got I got $29. <sighs> he was on Grimm, which was a show, I believe, about Grimm, Brothers Grimm fairy tales that came to that real life sense. in the modern day. Fucking terrible. Uh, I'm going to go. Nick went 50. You went 20 what? 29. Okay. 51. You fucking asshole. No, I don't think he's over 50. I'm going $39. All right, so Reggie Lee, Officer Wong, is sixty-five dollars wow. for the person. What? Four hundred and fifty-five for business use. Four hundred and fifty-five dollars for so, business. So we use. can get him to say, you know, listen to Buff's video came. We paid him else. just yeah, just a little bit under a half a grand. He was in Tropic Thunder too. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So that's your cameo. That's the only cameo. Huh? Cameo. Cameo. Hey, cameo. Pick up, step up your game. Give, send us an email at bevsvideokingdom at gmail.com and t- you know, think, you know, we could we could use a little support here. Okay? You know what we'll do is we'll start just along. we'll start just lying about who's on cameo. We'll be like <laughs> Emma Stone. I'm gonna assume Nate. Did you listen to the the podcast that you were not on? I mean, I, the first like 20 minutes. You didn't listen to it. I don't so listen to you, any. You, of you the didn't podcasts. get to the cameo moment then. No. So we found uh, uh, there was a girl on cameo who does ASMR. No. Yes. But only well, non-sexual she ASMR. Said, so it's very I different from what you do. won't do creepy. Like, basically, like, it was a little <laughs> disclaimer under where she had, like, 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 you can hire me. I won't do anything creepy. And I don't get to use my actual ASMR mics for, for Cameo. Wow. So that's, that's something. We well, were thinking, like, you know what? You might want to kind of, like, get into that venture because you're pretty damn good at it. That's quite the segue. What do you got, Nate? I, I, I got, <laughs> I'm ready for an ASMR moment. Okay. And I was thinking a little bit about this ASMR moment. So I, I, I'm going to eat some chips and guacamole. Oddly enough, the best guacamole I ever ate was this one time years ago. I was at a conference in Washington, D.C., and I was at a bar called Madam's Organ in Adams Morgan. What? And <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm and I'm up there, and I'm I'm having a conversation, and I order some guacamole, and it's the best guacamole I ever had in D.C. Yeah, because they're known for really their weird, Mexicans. But, but I'm telling you, it was it was at this place, and I, I I don't have to tell you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sample this ASMR guacamole and chip for you. Oh, and this ties in because some of the scenes are at El Torito. I don't know. Let's do this. <laughs> Table side. Guac. I, I thought he was going somewhere with this. So I was like, "Oh, he's gonna like reference like like Zach's guac is better than I this." I, I had nothing I'm to do with just, it. My wife made it, but I, thought, I did. Oh man! Hey, have a little faith, okay? I'm I'm about to do an ASMR that moment. That chip it's was halfway through your mouth. You know what? You this, is, this is called this is this is uh, this is like audio edging for a lot of these people. They're like, "He's gonna bite it. He's gonna bite it," and then we just keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's somebody out Don't there right wait. now that's just on just the edge. Get ready. Get ready. Mercy. It's almost there. Here we go. 
sounded like some soggy ass chip. <laughs> I didn't get the crunch at all. He's been holding it for 42 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my microphone has guacamole on it now. <laughs> God. Oh, the ASMR moment. It's, it's legendary. So for all my friends at uh, Madam's Oregon in Washington, D.C., Keep this is your that. ASMR guacamole moment. Keep, keep making that sweet go sweet guac with all those Washington DC avocados. So it's called <laughs> it's called what? Madam's Oregon? Madam's Oregon. In, it's a play on words. In Adams Morgan? <laughs> yes. And these are places in real life? Mm-hmm. I've never been to Washington, DC. It sounds fucking good. Adams weird. Morgan is a neighborhood and Madam's Oregon is a, a bar there. Nice stuff. I like that. All right, <laughs> boss, quit. Get, get away from the mic and clear your throat and move us forward. Okay, so we're moving on and we're almost uh, wrapping up here, but I want to hear some streaming recommendations. Uh, anybody got them? It's, ever, shout them out, Zach. All right, so I've got a really good one. So like three years ago, my wife and I dressed up as Emma Stone and uh, Jonah Hill from the series Maniac on Netflix. And... Uh, we love Emma Stone. We love Jonah Hill. This kind of flew under the radar, which I was surprised by. Not a lot of people saw it. Man, it's really good. Um, great story. Some other some other great guys. The guy that was married to Jen Aniston for a while is uh, another uh, star in it. Justin Thoreau. Oh, Thoreau. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Uh, God damn, he should have been slick. That guy's sexy as fuck. He is in the leftovers. Oof. I want. Well, I mean, that's TV, Thoreau. but still, damn. But. Anyways, it's it's great. It's it's uh, not scary, but you know, kind of edgy and uh, some great twists. Really, like one of these shows that's set in a alternate reality where there's like really old school technology and new technology all mixed into one in the same time frame. It's very good. Check it out, Maniac on Netflix. All right, so I got. Um this actually, I changed mine. I had one that I was going to use, and then you guys talked. We, we, we started talking about the uh, the writer, Dan Fogelman, and you mentioned he wrote Cars. I was like, shit, what? How did I not know this? So I went in back and I looked. He actually wrote um, a movie that, I mean, just age appropriate for my daughter. So she was born in 2009, and uh, the movie Tangled came out not too long after that, and I watched that a shit ton. One of my daughter's favorites. Disney animated release, uh, and it's actually a great movie. It's awesome. It's fun. It's a cool little, like, romantic, like, oh, is she going to get with them? Is she not? And, like, it's like they kind of go back and forth. They play on, like, the little romantic comedy. Fun movie. And and now that I see that, that he wrote that, I'm like, okay, I see where this was coming from because it's got that same kind of like playing around with some of the uh, the tropes that, that are in romantic comedies. And he, he did it well in this movie. So Mandy Moore playing the uh, title character of Rapunzel. And yeah. uh, and uh, I can't believe you didn't pick Flynn Rider for uh, our draft. Oh, he's sexy as fuck. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Reformed he can, he, he, can t- he can take a, uh, a a pan to the face like nobody's business. He can. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm choosing Tangled. That's Tangled. a good drunken scene, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we go. Let's go ahead and take <laughs> on Flynn brand. Ryder. If you're Tangled. Brad or my five-year-old daughter, this is the pick. <laughs> Nick, there you go. What do you got? Uh, on Hulu, I got... Um, oh, Tangled's on Disney Plus, by the way. Disney Plus. Yeah, that's, that's free-ish. I got the Emma Stone Gosling. Oh, yeah. The weave in of their their relationship. 
What you love seeing him on screen, La La Land. Um, I have not seen it. Not I, watched I it yet. I don't know if I ever will. I know. Musical, right? I don't do straight up musicals. I know. It's not... It's not it's your it's not your musical where dialogue is sung. It's not that. It's not. It's not. Uh, maybe I will watch it. It's I, story with musical. I numbers. will not watch movies where the dialogue is sung. And it's it's done by the Damien Chazelle. Chazelle. Whiplash. That was what yeah. he did. Uh, Damn it. Maybe I'll watch it. So it was. I it, love that. That was I like that was like a, a body punch to the the right, and then a body punch <laughs> to the left, and then just like a nice little right cross. And Nate was like, "Fuck, I guess I gotta watch this." So uh, disappointedly, gonna watch it. Yeah, I you were just gonna, th- you were throwing punches at him. He's uh, like, "Fuck, man, I guess I better just relent." I, I should give. I, I love both of them as actors. The two of them on screen, they're they're great, and I think it's a it's a cool, it's an interesting take at a love story. It's not. It's kind of a little bit more up Zach's alley. I dug it. Um, without okay, you did see. Yeah. It. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so I'm going to give you two, and they're both romantic comedies, but the common theme is they're both not like straight-up traditional romantic comedies, kind of the way that this one's not, and I actually think both are better than this one. Um, both fairly recent. One is about called About Time. It's on Netflix, um, and it's Rachel McAdams. Uh, it's very British, um, and uh, it's really, really good and interesting. kind of has a time travel element to it that's not a traditional time travel kind of not explain an unexplained supernatural element to it wasn't she also in the other time travel one the wife of right. the yeah, time yeah, traveler exactly. or something yeah um so so this is a re- about time is is one that we might do on the pod eventually but it's really really good really interesting and and like not your traditional rom-com but it's kind of a romantic com- dramedy i'd say the other one uh, Zach's wife, Lisa, the other day uh, was in the middle of a shift and was like, I'm really bored. I need a recommendation. And so I'm going to text Nate for a rom-com. And so I gave her a whole list. But I said, at the end of the day, if you're going to watch anything from the last 10 years, you got to watch Sleeping with Other People, which is Sudeikis. Oh, And Allison Brie. And it's like comedy, drama, fun, like it's just, it's as good as it gets for the last 10 years. So sleeping with other people, if you have Prime and the AMC add-on, you can watch it. Those are my two. They're both great. You should watch them both. I'll say she came home, but she works night shift, and sometimes there's just nobody to take care of as a night shift nurse, and so she watched that movie on her shift and came home and was like, oh, Nate told me to watch this movie. It was great. She loved it. She She really liked it. About time, though, I'm... About time I'm with is, you, dude. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so those are both great movies and 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 movies that if we if if, if you if you keep us rolling into year uh, three, those are both on the pot. And I she, got I got nothing to say about any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're in our <laughs> final. No soul. We're no our, puppets. No comment. <laughs> we're on our last stretch here, and we're gonna do reshelf slash alternate ending. So the reshelves reshelves are. You take the movie, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, but you turn it into a totally different genre. You move it from one shelf in Bev's Video Kingdom to the, in the store to another. Uh, the other is propose an alternate ending. Anybody got them? I got an alternate ending. I don't have a reshelf. I got an alternate ending. I have a, a combo oh, reshelf love it. alternate ending. Like it's, it's, it's kind of a both. And so uh, the scene that came to my mind at the big reveal in the backyard when everybody starts showing up and it's like, oh, shit, I know you. Oh, I know you. And then it just starts, of course, snowballing from there. The, the scene that came to my mind was the end of Reservoir Dogs where everybody starts pointing <laughs> guns at each other. <laughs> So I'm imagining some type of like darker movie where where Steve Carell he really has he's he's brought his gun 
out to show Gosling. <laughs> Gosling happens to have a gun too. Uh, the babysitter's dad comes in the yard. He's got his gun. Oh, you know the Zodiac's got a gun. Would you know Kevin Bacon? He has a gun too. I, I don't know. Maybe he's a cop. He instead of a turn, <laughs> Bacon's instead got of an accountant. Oh, so a cop named Bacon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. Oh my God. So they're all standing there looking at each other, and and uh, you know what? Some violence goes down. I. I didn't even get further than that, but that's just what it reminded me of that, that little like that kind of standoff where they're all like looking at each other, like "Oh fuck, you fucked me over, you fucked me over," and like everybody's staring at each other. Love it. And some bad shit went down. Oh, that's <laughs> I don't know how it everybody ends. dead. I don't know. Yeah, if everybody's dead or if it just somebody, couple people live. I don't know. I love it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback Brad because uh, I'm gonna go with a similar twist, uh, or not even a twist, but uh, the same scene where everybody comes together, I think they double twist you in my movie. So they come in, and not only do you find out that Emma Stone is Nana that they've been talking about, and you're like, oh, my goodness, but you also find out at that time that David Lindhagen is Ryan Gosling, and he's the one that fucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, the double, the double yes. whammy. And he Damn. he doesn't even know it until he shows up and meets her You're mom. You're asking what he does for a living. Exactly. He's a fucking accountant. He's a fucking accountant, a top-notch He comes account. in, oh. and, you, and everybody realizes all oh. at once that not only is he fucking Steve Carell's wife, but he's, but he's fucking dude, Steve Carell. Uh, that's, that, be- that's a better movie, I think. That, I might, think that so might be the best alternate <laughs> wow. ever, we've ever had on wow. Buffs. That's the that's like the double switch. It's like somebody sends the fucking like pinch hits for the righty with the lefty, and then the guy fucking puts in the fucking righty, and they just switch to another switch hitter. It's just a fucking mess. Dude. Oh, I, I, I just it. I think that there's this is a twisty turny. Maybe a Fincher directed it. That's oh, cool. uh, and that's that what for we sure get. ends in the gun standoff. And somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody, Steve, Steve Carell will definitely kill people somebody. People are that dying. Point. At Zach that and point. Brad's alternators in the same yeah. universe. And, yeah. and if we go with They're Brad's co written, but if we go with Brad's earlier one. Where it's actually the Brick Tamblin movie, then Brick <laughs> Brick actually stabs him with a trident, <laughs> and there's a grenade. Yes, for sure. The grenade goes off at that point. Oh, he's God. pulling the pin that time. Oh, I think we've got an Oscar winner if, if we go with that. <laughs> Nikki, what do you? I have? can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lame ass ultimately <laughs> compared to that. What do you got? Are we saying our lame? Yeah, ass? Say yeah let's it. do our lame. All right, ass. fuck it. Fuck. All right. Do I wah, say it in monotone? Wah, 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 like, you want to push that real, button? Or what? You want to push that trombone or what? Wah wah. <laughs> we'll try to get Brad. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know what? So I just loud. I just realized I fucked it up because it wasn't even on. Do it again. So we all laughed. We all heard it there. We'll try it again. Oh, Oh, it's just as good the third time. That's about when I come into this. Um, All right. Okay, so Gosling talks about how something happened to him to turn him into the womanizing dude that he is. Oh. But he never talks about it. And so, what are we doing? We're following the storyline of the teenager who is in love with a girl but gets completely shut down. And we're seeing these like individual storylines. So what it is is so there's a there's a little girl daughter that's the, the the youngest daughter right in the family that we don't see until like the whole group. Yeah. So instead of showing you know instead of showing the teenage son the teenage son is its own story parallel story that's going on during the movie. So you're seeing this parallel story of this teenager who's in in love with his babysitter. Maybe they show the little girl as like a another little middle middle story as like the the little the youngest daughter who's involved in this um, family of divorce. And then you have obviously Emma Stone. 
while they wrap it up at the end is they wrap it at the end, making you, um, and maybe they show some things that are dated in the teenage story of, of angst and things like that with the babysitter. They just, basically what they do is they tie it together and that character, they let you know that the character, the teenage kid who fell in love and it was turned down by his babysitter ended up being Gosling. Oh, so Gosling. it's not actually that's a young, son, but it's that's like, a young Ryan Gosling. you don't know it's a flashback until, oh, oh that's a great oh, twist too, Nick. Nicky, I like that a lot. That's good. And that's why Ryan Gosling is the, is the you know. And he finally gets he chicks because he cuts his fucking hair. Because whatever that kid's haircut's got going on is problematic like for me. Like Kirill say, it looks like a sheepdog. Yeah, I have, the, <laughs> I have the dumbest alternating compared to all those. I just wanted them to do better with the graduation scene. <laughs> yeah, the graduation scene's cheesy as fuck. I just want them to basically have the kid do a speech that's like about like how he's disheartened by love, and then they just cut to the like like post a Cameron Crowe. Give me a Cameron Crowe speech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they just cut to the like the lawn at the post, and everybody kind of like makes nice and like yeah. it's better, yeah. not like some shit show. But that's since true. that that's boring, I just say we do turn it into we just take the take it into the back room and we make it like a big weird porno. Although I gotta say that, <laughs> I gotta a good reshelf. Always a good reshelf. Uh, reshelf it. Reshelf it. Anytime the ba- you can throw it to the porno section, it's it's the, a good one. I say the babysitter grabs Cal and Jacob and just goes to <laughs> the scene. Oh, we're doing we're doing incest porn now. Oh no, Jacob. Okay, I thought you meant the kid. Uh, we're doing no. It was juvenile incest porn. Yeah, uh, you know, she probably was eighteen. All right. I, I got to say, though, you know, this movie has one of the ultimate, like we were talking about earlier, like, uh, you know, having a crush on a much older chick. I mean, we've we haven't even talked about the fact that at the end of this movie, the older chick that he's absolutely in love with gives him her nudes. Dude, how if you OK, just for a moment, it's just, <laughs> he never leaves his room we, again. Could we please put ourselves in the shoes of what he's the yeah. eighth grader? He's his, a freshman. No, his, he's a freshman. He's in high school. His dick is so callous by the time he's a junior with those pictures. I mean, can you imagine being a freshman and having the senior you had a crush on give you a naked photograph? Like multiple. He might be in middle school. I'm sorry. Hold on. I mean, he just no, he just graduated graduated from eighth grade. Eighth grade graduation. You would be out of your you you would your whole mind would be blown. You would be like, this is the whole. This is I. This is unreal. Well, I have to say is that when we were watching the movie, like we got to the end and. It's like wrapping up, so I'm like, okay, it's it's kind of closing out here. So I, I'm like making some notes on my phone, like for for the pod, and I go check, and I was doing a little research later, and and I saw an article that said that, oh, problematic scene is that she gives what? a nude picture, and I was like, wait, that happened, and I had to go talk to my. Wife. I was like, hey, did did the girl give the 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 junior high kid her her nude picture she's like yeah you didn't see that i was like fuck i completely missed that so i did not even see that happen what was the article saying was problematic about it it's it was just saying that things are probably like i mean uh i i I don't know what the i don't know what what, the i mean she's under it was on wokenews.com so i don't know (laughs) wokenews.com all right so fucking woke we 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 have uh we've run this one up and down the flagpole a few times i think we did it justice i appreciate you guys coming along for i i love this movie far from perfect but uh but but it was a fun one hey hey do you know what's what's coming up next i sure do um we are going to draft the sexiest men since 1990, sexiest male movie roles. I have we, no problem with that. I'm just saying what, what's really coming up next. I, I literally 
don't know. Oh, you mean because our wives are coming on to judge us? Oh, that, oh, that, oh, that thing. Oh, just that. Oh, just that small detail. Our, the four wives. The four wives. My wife Courtney, Nick's wife Denise, Zach's wife Lisa. Did you just call her Denise. Denise. He called Denise. Yo, what's up? I'm girl? sorry. Is the T silent? In this is my wife Denise. It's a soft T. It's a soft T. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> actually, it's Ed. Denise. <laughs> she used to be Denise, and now she's Denise. Um, and Brad's wife, Melissa, uh, are coming on to judge our taste in men. Uh, so we're going to give that to you on they're, Thursday. They're, they're already pre-parting, as you may have yeah, been able to hear throughout this last segment. Yeah, that's not enough of a cliffhanger. Just let go. You know? yeah. Just like, they, 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 they are over there. We told them to use their NPR voices, and they are absolutely not. We can yell at them. We'll be like, all right. Denise! <laughs> hey, yo, Denise! <laughs> I called Denise like three times. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Oh, my. One of our wives is wandering over right now. Just, oh, no. She's just assaulting Zach. And it's not even Zach's wife. No. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to see you guys in a couple days. You should jump in for our taste in men and also our wives' opinions about our taste in men. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Like us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, comment on our stuff, uh, download our shit. I don't know. Email us. Hey, if you comment on Facebook, you know we're going to probably comment back. So get yeah. in that. We, can we will definitely comment back. If somebody random comments back to you on your comment to us on Facebook or Rewatchable's Facebook page or something, something like that uh we don't identify ourselves but i guarantee you it's us because no one else is coming all right right, we love you bevs we'll see you next time bye bye